0: Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Okay, guys, this episode that you're going to listen to today is so beautiful And so riveting. You are going to absolutely love hearing from Jonathan Almonte. He works in the Dominican Republic for Compassion International. He himself was a compassion kid. If you're not familiar with compassion, it's a ministry that reaches out uh, to meet the needs of kids who are in poverty with the love of Jesus. And his story is just Profound and compelling. Uh, And as we are kind of wrapping up this month, thinking about the gifts that God has given us and how we can be good shepherds of those gifts, this is what we want to encourage you to do to hear this story and be inspired. Be inspired that God is at work in the lives of kids around the world, that Jesus loves each of us. And we're also going to give you the opportunity to uh, partner with Compassion. Through us and uh, we're going to give you a dwell kit. If you sign up to sponsor a kid, we'll have links in our show notes and on our website. Uh, but ultimately, I hope that you are just floored And inspired hearing Jonathan's testimony today. It is so good. And one final thing for you, parents out there you might want to listen to this before you listen to it with your kids. If you've got younger listeners, there are a few sensitive topics from Jonathan's personal story that you might want to pre listen on in case you have more sensitive kids. Uh, And some of those things are a little bit hard that he went through in his life. But it is just a beautiful testimony about how God redeems us and loves us. And so, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we are following up on the verse that we've been memorizing all month long. It says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. It's from 1 Peter 410. I hope you've memorized it. I hope this has been a month of reflection for you on the gifts that God has given you and how you can be faithful to give his grace to other people. So sort of as an application, uh, today I have Jonathan with me. He is from Compassion International, and he has a beautiful story to tell about God's compassion for people. And We are going to ask you a few things, Jonathan, and then at the end, I just want our listeners to know we are going to challenge you to think about how can you come alongside Compassion and serve other people, if through prayer, through giving. Uh, Some of you I know who are listening probably have Compassion Kids, and if you haven't ever heard about Compassion before, I am so excited to introduce you to them because they have a beautiful ministry to people all over. So welcome, Jonathan.
1: Thank you, Natalie. It's really a joy to spend time with you and those who faithfully uh, enjoy Dwell Podcast every week.
0: It's such a joy for us to get to dwell on God's Word and and I think sometimes Sometimes we have this danger, I think, of being like the Pharisees and not allowing the head knowledge that we have Mm -hmm. to connect down into our hearts and then come out of our hands. Mm -hmm. And so what I really want to do now is to help people see a way that we can practically apply the things that we've been learning about giving back and giving the gifts that God has given us. Yeah. Yeah, So tell us, Jonathan, where are you from?
1: I'm from the Dominican Republic, born Race and currently living in the Dominican Republic
0: and tell us about yourself how did you get involved with compassion?
1: Uh, it's It's a long story. I'm gonna try to make it short, but um, we I come from a witchcraft background. My family, both of my grandparents mm. were witchcraft priests, and they basically dedicated to that in this context. Of, of witchcraft, demonized things. Um, mm. There was sexual abuse happening in, in in my family, and my mother, sadly, was abused by an uncle. She ran away from family and ended up homeless, working in a restaurant, sleeping in a in a table, and uh, that was her home. Mm. Uh, in that reality, without home, just making enough to eat. And again, sleeping in the free time in the table, she met my father, who used to attend this place where she used to work, uh, and they met. I was, I am the the outcome of that relationship, and for her to realize he was married, had four daughters, and wow, yes. And so I was considered a bastard in this context because he has a he, he has his wife, uh, daughters, and. I was born out of his marriage and he wanted my mom to abort. She decided not to do it. And that's how the journey that my mother was going through, struggling, started to be in a struggle also for me. uh, To the point that she didn't have any prenatal care. Therefore, I I had a calcium failure. My teeth were weak. And so I spent most of my childhood attending a public university for students, students to practice in my mouth. And mm. because we didn't have money, we, didn't, we have no money to pay to a dentist. Uh, so I do remember they used to put me a force jacket so the doctor could practice in my mouth with the students. It, it was an agreement that my mom did with the university, with the public university. I got the care. Hi. But they could see and practice in my mouth, and I mm. always say that I have real teeth, just to clarify, Natalie. Uh, thanks, God. <laughs> These are real. You. Just, just <laughs> for those thinking like. Just
0: in case I'm wondering. Yes, in my mind, those, those are dentures. real.
1: Those are real. <laughs> like, my um, wife married me because of my teeth. She says, and I do the dishes, and so.
0: Oh wow! There wow. you go.
1: So, uh, in that uh, reality of lacking mm. of access to health. Then we with she finds small shack where we live and but I had to work on the street selling juice and empanadas. I used to be a dumpster mm-hmm. diver to support mm-hmm. her and find money to pay the rent and, and, and eat something. I didn't have a uniform mm-hmm. to go to school. You need a uniform to go to school in the DR. My shoes were broken. I had to put cardboard inside my shoes every day because I had holes down. And in this context, I didn't understand what poverty was, honestly. I didn't understand the reality that I was going through, nor that my father was at home. I used to meet him once a month for five minutes. That was our relationship for 18 years in different places, kind of an FBI relationship, very weird. Later, I understood why. It was because his family didn't know that I existed. But in the midst of all of this, maybe the worst things from poverty that I didn't neither realize was my sugar, my sugar lever coming down uh, at moments because I didn't have food the day before. And mm. that's how we were introduced to the Compassion Program. My mom heard about this local church. Which, by the way, we didn't know about Compassion. We knew about a church serving children in need in our community. There was no Compassion branding or anything like that, but, but a church serving children in need. And, and that's how my mom, uh, listening that they were serving children in need, applied to the program. And, and I got the blessing to, to be enrolled in the Compassion program.
0: And how did that change your life? from where you were before with holes in your shoes mm. and not knowing if you're going to have enough meals and not having enough meals.
1: Yeah. Well, but first thing first, my mom was able to get one meal per, for me per day. Some one some days I didn't have anything. And that's why my sugar liver mm. came down uh, on days they at this public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to go to school, but someone lent me his uniform. I, I went to school in the morning, run back at noon, and gave his uniform so he could go back to school in the afternoon. Back then, we had four hours classes. Oh. And so, number one, I got my very first yes. uniform. That was a big mm-hmm. gift for me. Brand new shoes every summer. That's a practice of the local churches and compassion because they know, they know mm-hmm. the things, basic things that children lack. So that's, that was a big change for me. Uh, my food were burned many times because we have a 95 Fahrenheit weather with a lot of humidity, very hot. And so I was walking mm-hmm. barefoot most of my childhood. So now I have shoes, mm-hmm. uniform, two meals extra besides the one that my mom is providing. So I don't have to worry anymore to work in the streets. And I had the blessing to... Not only Natalie received material things, to my shame, I wanted to be a gang member. I grew up in a ghetto Mm. called Villa Maria, which is known because of drugs and prostitution and gangs movements and things like that. And so these guys had nice sneakers and clothes. I wanted to be part of them. And so that was a big shift mindset for me because suddenly I not only have... These basic resources that I need, including not anymore a force jacket, because Compassion provided for dental care for me. But mm. the fact that
0: <laughs> the force jacket, yes, oh my they put Just me the a force jacket. That in my mind.
1: It's it's a trauma. Yes. I'm describing a trauma. <laughs> but I don't hate dentists yeah. anymore. If there is a dentist listening to us, I forgave you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's bringing back the dignity. That I that I mm. that I lack of, and yeah. the blessing of seeing that God had a better plan for me than to be a gang member, that God wanted yeah. me to to be a husband, a father, a worker, a servant in my own country, my own local church. That's the big stiff, the big difference. Honestly, I wouldn't be here uh, without mm-hmm. the investment of the local church and compassion.
0: That's amazing. It's shocking to me just the basic lack that you had like you can't go to school because you don't have a uniform. And if you don't go to school then you don't learn the things that you need so that you can, you know, grow in your intellect and be able to be a functioning, you know, adult human who can give back to society and like you said to be a husband and a, and a father and to to just have very basic things, mm-hmm. things that I think so so oftentimes we take for granted. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's definitely one of the greatest blessings of being uh, at the Compassion Program uh, in, in the local church. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty of seeing a different perspective, a uh, poverty rope's hope. And for me, I didn't have time to dream, but because, yeah. come on, I was worrying about the next meal every day, every moment. Right. And so, thanks God for the local church.
0: Can you talk about the relationship between compassion and the local church? How does that work usually?
1: Well, of course, compassion look to serve children in need through local churches. Uh, compassion believe God has called the church to to provide for those in need, because the dimensions of poverty covers all the. Parts that compounds compounds a human being, emotional Mm -hmm. aspects, cognitive aspects, physical, and the spiritual uh, as well. And so Compassion is looking to partner with local churches because Compassion believes God has called the church to make discipleship. And the ministry of Compassion is a lot about discipleship. Not only the fact that I grew up in an environment of loving people who guide me to Christ, but my sponsor, Jamie, for example, those who are listening might think, how can I play a big role in the life of a child? Well, Jamie, my mm. my, my sponsor, she was 26. She told me she was in this event. Uh, she was trying to go back to college, struggling financially, wanted to buy a car, mm. but decided to sponsor me. Uh, in other words, I'm, I am more important than, than a car. <laughs> <laughs> and I am grateful. Amen. She, she made the decision to do that sacrifice, and that's the reason I'm here. <laughs> but here's how discipleship happened through a sponsorship. Jamie was an expert writing letters, and so one, one example of a small paragraph of letters that she sent me is this one. Good afternoon, Jonathan. I wanted to send you a little note to let you know that I was thinking about you. It is getting warm up here in Michigan. She's from Michigan. Uh, love mm-hmm. you and your family with love, uh, Jamie Boilema. Very small paragraph. But in all my years at the Compassion Program, my father never called me to say that he was thinking about me. Uh, mm. But this woman, whatever Michigan is, she she was thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the yeah. most important letter in my life. I mean, she wrote many letters uh, every time. She'd remember my birthday. But... It, one day, Natalie, I was introduced to my father's family to realize he hid me from them, and uh, mm. they didn't know that I existed. And my four sisters, and his wife, and grandparents, and my father realized that a year after a year after my encounter with with his family. And in, to make the story short, in a conversation, he told me that I had to. He told me you have to understand that you're a mistake in my life. In, in other words, you, you shouldn't get involved in my life. You're a mistake. My mm. And that hits me very bad. If, if you ask me what's the worst of poverty that you have faced, Is that. Uh, lacking material resources which just access to things. Lacking the emotional aspect of a father meant for me the poor understanding of what manhood means for a young boy of 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was already in the program. Uh, but Jamie sent me this letter. Mm. I'm struggling, hating my father, and, and God used her. She she sent this letter, Greeny Jonathan from Michigan. It's obviously, she's very proud of Michigan. She mentions Michigan in every letter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that
0: sounds like the Michiganders that I know. <laughs> okay,
1: there you go. So we received, she yeah. says, our first listing of snow today on Thanksgiving. Whatever things, Thanksgiving is, which I don't know, she explained it. I love turkey now. Mm. I wish we could have Thanksgiving, but we don't have. <laughs> Here's the thing.
0: Um. On
1: Thanksgiving, she says, today we reflect. It's a great day to reflect on all the things that I am thankful for, and you are one of those that I am greatly thankful for. It is because of mm. Jesus' birth that we can have hope and assurance of eternal life after death. In Christ's love, Jamie. Can you see Natalie, the gospel in this letter? Number one, Jonathan, Thanksgiving, whatever that is, we Americans, we celebrate God's provision. And we're thankful about things. You are one of those things or reasons that I am very thankful, greatly thankful for. And second, my hope and my assurance doesn't come from my earthly father. It comes from the finished work of Christ in the cross, in his perfect life, his death and his resurrection. Therefore, I call my father understanding. Of course, uh, I was a struggling. And and one of my tutors at the church uh, guided me to understand that I was a Christian. My father wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And then this woman is putting the gospel in me. I, don't, I not only have assurance today, I have assurance and hope for after death. Uh, that's more than than what I could ask. And that was given to me when I was far away from the grace of Jesus, when I was his enemy. Who am I not to forgive my father? Uh, and so that's what my tutor in Jamie said. So I called him and said, Dad, I'm so sorry to, to be a mistake in your life. But I wouldn't change who I am. The people at church says the, in the Compassion Center. They say God is gonna use this in the future. He's doing it today with you and me. Yeah. And I said, you you have to admit that I, that I am the best mistake you have ever made. <laughs> and he was he was crying. We were crying. We were both crying. But that was a redemption moment on how God restored yes. our relationship. This is wow. this is the best way, Natalie, I can explain what compassion mm. does. It's basically enabling local churches in communities mm-hmm. in need to reach children like me who were not only mm-hmm. lacking of material things, my greatest need, and I hope those who are listening get this. If if there is something I ask you to get to you, is this this is not about giving thirty-eight dollars a month. This is about discipleship. My biggest need was Christ. Amen. That's that was my biggest need. Who who I will be if I have resources and then die to eternity without Christ? I'm gonna die and and I'm gonna see uh, Jesus because of this investment of my sponsor. My mother went to university while, while I was at the church, being taken care of. She became a teacher. Wow. She's a teacher now. Uh, both of my grandparents died as followers of Jesus. My family followed Jesus, uh, most of my family, because of a young woman, 26 years old, mm. decided to say yes to God's call on mission. And if people don't believe letters can be a discipleship tool, then they are forgetting the Bible, the New Testament. Mm. 30% of the New Testament are letters. And, mm-hmm. and it is... Churches struggling, pastors, young pastors going through difficult situations. And here I am. It is it is a great joy to be a husband uh, and to be a father. And to do the ditches to to serve my wife. She again, she married me because of the teeth and the ditches. I do the ditches. <laughs> um uh, I married you know, my husband
0: for the same reason. There that's you
1: weird. go. Godly <laughs> man. He's a godly man. <laughs> and so uh, it that is all about. That's that's what compassion is all about.
0: Well, what a huge encouragement, Jonathan. I think sometimes, like, if I think about poverty and I think about all these children who are homeless, who are living in the streets, who are selling soda and empanadas and digging in the trash for any possible thing, it can be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think, how can I make a change? How can I impact that? How can I use my gift to serve these millions of kids? And yet, God isn't asking me to serve a million kids. <laughs> yes. He, that's not what he's asking. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. has laid it on our hearts in the spaces that we have. It says in our verse, each of you should use whatever gift God has given you Amen. to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Like, I only have so much, but what I have is the grace of God to me. And how can I not Amen. share that with other people? Amen. That's our hope for our listeners today. Our hope would be that as we listen to Jonathan, as we listen to his story of how God stepped into his space and and made a huge impact through one person, through one person who said, I'm going to forego buying a car for a while, and instead I'm going to do this thing that I feel like God is calling me to do. It It's just a small thing, maybe even, even a sacrificial thing in this case, but a small thing for her to do, but what an amazing impact. And I have, I have kids that we sponsor. And honestly, I feel very convicted that I don't write them enough letters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, we do send them letters. Um, but I, it's been a while. And now I'm like, Oh man, I need to, I need to encourage those kids, you know, um, that that's my, an opportunity to disciple them an opportunity to join with their local churches. I love that compassion is a way of, like you said, just coming alongside of local churches and providing them with resources to help the kids who are already in their community. I mean. Who already Amen. they want to love and they want to help. But I'm sure your church probably wasn't some kind of wealthy mega church, was it?
1: No. It, it, that's <laughs> a great that's a great point. It those are churches in poverty serving children in poverty because Mm-hmm. come on they are serving in the same community where these children are living so yeah which mega church would like to serve where poor are that's the mm-hmm. other thing these are faithful followers of jesus that in their poverty they're giving back and so that's another thing that mm-hmm. i love about the ministry of compassion the, the words of poverty we want to be there with the local church serving in those in those very difficult areas
0: Amen. Well, I love your story, Jonathan. I love that you are getting to give back to the very ministry that was so impactful in your own life to serve the Lord mm-hmm. in the space where you were served is just such a beautiful story. Um, so I thank you for joining with me today. I thank you so much for telling your story. I feel like I could sit here and and listen to you tell a million, <laughs> million other things mm-hmm. about how you've seen God at work. Um, but maybe another time. Yeah. For now, though, I just want to challenge my listeners that we're going to try to sponsor just ten kids. If you're listening to the show right now, would you be willing to sponsor a child? And we want to sponsor ten total kids. Now, we would love to sponsor a hundred. I would fall over if we sponsored a thousand. But if we could even sponsor 10 kids, think of the impact, the long-term, lifelong impact for Jesus in the life of another person. It is so powerful. Um, so if you want to sponsor one kid, if you feel like God is tugging at your heartstrings, go to the show notes of this. There will be links for you. We're also giving away a free gift, but who cares about free gifts when you're doing something like this? It's just amazing. You can also go to our Instagram account, dwell differently, and find out more on our profile page for how you can sponsor a child. It's just such a beautiful thing. Jonathan, thank you for giving us the opportunity to take what we're learning about sharing God's grace with other people and giving us a very practical very doable $38 a month is not that much not for most of the people who are listening to this show probably not that much for you but what an eternal impact it's amazing
1: so. Amen. thank you Natalie
0: yeah. yeah thanks for joining me Jonathan hey are you loving this month's verse but you want a little bit more let me tell you Every week we write a devotional email and we post it on our blog online at dwelldifferently.com. And you can also sign up with your email there to get it every single Monday in your Monday morning email, just a little devotional to get your week started off right. So go over to dwelldifferently.com and sign up for our weekly email.